We have to talk. Why don't you have another drink and go to bed? You'd like that, wouldn't you, Madeline? You'd like to see me drink myself into an early grave. That's not going to happen. By God, that is not going to happen. You are not going to take my money. What are you talking about? When's the last time you worked, Madeline? I mean a real job. Anything you had left, you owed me a long time ago. Your face owed me. You changed your hair? <laughs> what an eye. Don't wait up. Cheap. What did you say? I called you cheap, Madeline, because that's what I think of you. Who do you think you're talking to? You're a cheap, tacky little tramp who every week becomes less and less who like the woman I married you and more are. and more like a broad. You're nothing. Yes, you're a broad. You're a tragic, boozy, flaccid clown. Watch it. That's it. Flaccid. Watch what you say. Flaccid. Watch what you say. Flaccid. Flaccid. I don't have to take this any longer. Oh, yeah. You'll take it. You'll take everything I have to give. You always have. You're not even a man anymore, and I need a man. A real man. Not some drunken, broken-down, flaccid undertaker who is just as dead below the waist as his clients are. <laughs> hey, I might have more fun with one of your clients. At least I know I'd be getting something stiff. <laughs> okay. That's how you do it, Miss Merrill. Cling to her. Miss Meryl Streep, the queen. Yes. A classic scene from Death Becomes Her. Yes. Where Meryl had a, a, a dick declaration. <laughs> Meryl took a tumble. That literally cost her her life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because he straight up pushed her down those stairs. But I like what you said, a dick declaration. She made a dick declaration yeah. that... I need a man! Is, it could be deadly. Anybody out there? <laughs> Can I get one witness? She said a real man. A real man. Okay. Listen. <laughs> she said, you'll take what I have. You always have. You always have. Mm. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Hunger Podcast where he may always take what you have. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Click on that. Sounds like a personal experience. A personal blessing. All right. Or, or where you might be a flaccid, broken down undertaker. No judgment. Okay, no because judgment. there are other ways outside of penis. <laughs> All right, outside of the penis where you can get your pleasure. Mm-hmm. Can I get one witness? Okay. <laughs> But we'll never hang up for you, girl. <laughs> As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E-Dante. That's D-A-N-T-E. Mm-hmm. Cole, C-O-L-E. Find us both chickens on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. We would love to hear your feedback on our most recent episodes, Please send that in to hunguppod at gmail.com. And thank you so much for your ratings. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find a real man. Okay. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by a little champagne. Okay, because there's a lot to celebrate. <laughs> we drinking strawberries and champagne. <laughs> you remember that from Flavor Club? 
Wait, I don't remember that, but I remember that damn raw chicken. Uh, did anyone enjoy the chicken? I thought the chicken was lovely. Who did that one? Day? The raw chicken. That was Hottie. But my favorite was Goldie. It's flavor and Goldie. <laughs> yes. So, I love New York didn't give you everything you needed. Oh, New York everything gives me what I needed. Okay. I love New York. What's the other one? Did you she, like her show? Where she was doing all the jobs? And she was acting and somebody said, break your leg. And she was like, how about I break your leg? <laughs> <laughs> was that I love New York? I thought that was the that competition was a, where she was like trying to like... That wasn't I love... I love New York was with the men. Right, that's what I that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about. Yeah, so, it was cute with Mother Jack with Pollard, Mother Patterson, Pollard, Tiffany, Tiffany. Yeah, Pollard. but wasn't her mom's name Mother Patterson? Yeah, she was a trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wig. Remember when she was at the church house singing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember all this stuff. Fucking elephant memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, an elephant never forgets. <laughs> oh, okay, do tell, do tell. Yes, well, let's tell about this feedback. Okay, oh. <laughs> so we do have one, one new review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, cute! Hey, keep yeah. them coming. So, shout out to Rancho 07. Oh, hey, Rancho R A N C H O 07 five stars and said the gratitude episode really touched me in a profound way mm-hmm. i'm not sure how i came across this i'm not sure how i came across you guys podcast but wow i love it so shout out to rancho 07 thank you rancho and the gratitude episode was a good episode listen sometimes you just be tired and we have a lot more to be grateful for but we'll get there <laughs> yes do you have a hung health tip I do. So this week, I wanted to encourage people to go find their money. So there's a website, um, USA.gov. Let me see. What is this? USA.gov slash unclaimed dash money. Okay. I don't... I I I feel like I was like listening to um, the radio in the car randomly one day. And you know how the ads play? It seemed like more more and more of those play. Mm. I'm like worried about radio. Because I feel like more and more people are going towards streaming. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just want that. I'm just interested in that. It would be nice to like talk to someone about that who knew. About, you know, the radio industry was huge at one point. It was. I wonder it like was. how now it has changed with all these streaming platforms. How now, brown cow? But <laughs> I was listening to. <laughs> it's so crazy. Sorry. Some shit. I don't know if it's an advertisement, and they talked about this like claiming your money and like that there can be like money out there. Yes, I believe it. In your name, <laughs> you better speak <laughs> the, it. The description. Description. There's money out there in my name. <laughs> yes, I believe it right now, and I receive it. Okay, go on ahead and speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, this is a government website, so this is yeah. secured. It's official. You can go on and basically, like, there could be money out there, whether it be you overpaid a whole utility bill back in the yes. day, right? And they sent you a check, but it was misdelivered because you had moved. Whether it be, you know, uh, I don't know. It could be all types of shit, mm-hmm. right, that you can, you can go out there. So, like, I went on the website, and listen, I got me a couple dollars. It was a couple dollars out there in my name. Oh! that I claim 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will dance on that. So yes. I wanted to share the website and let folks know that may have heard the advertisement like I did. And yes. Like, Fuck that. That's some bullshit. No. USA.gov slash unclaimed dash money. Uh, go to that website. Like I said, it's a secure official website of the United States government. Go there. Um, and see if you got some money out there. Unclaimed yes. checks, refund checks. Let me see what else they got on here. I'm about to claim what's um, mine in the name. Unclaimed back wages. You know, maybe a job that you worked at Didn't pay six you. years ago mm-hmm. went and had an audit on their books and wow. realized that they underpaid a few employees me. or overcharged you in some taxes yeah. and they had to refund you some money yes. but couldn't find you. Go to this website. Yes. <laughs> Deliver! <laughs> <laughs> see if you yes. if you got some coin waiting for you waiting for yes. you so that that is my hung health tip because I thought that would be very healthy for folks to do that amen in <laughs> the words go. of Tasha Cobbs there is a miracle on this site with my name on with it. your name on it okay exactly and um I also like I, I, I had a question question <laughs> I have a hung question um, that I want some input from the listeners. I was with some folks last week, and you know, we were talking about um, there was like a video on YouTube where this dude had um, gotten into an altercation with a woman who had called him a faggot. Mm. And so the question came up like, is it justifiable? for a man to put his hand on a woman who calls him out out of his name in that type of way and uses that vile word. And, you know, it was mixed opinions across the, you know, it was about four of us. And, like, some folks were like, well, I would say the majority were kind of like, nah, like, you call someone that you should be prepared for whatever kind of comes your way. And the other part of it was like, well, you never know, like, what type of like bullshit that person is dealing with and like to just go at them in a physical way you know what I mean like they may not have the you know it's people out here walking around with mental illness right so do you really want to get in an altercation with someone who for lack of better words like really just doesn't know any better Mm -hmm. even if this person is seemingly an adult to you right we don't know what people are dealing with up in here Mm -hmm. right to where (laughs) Things ain't right, and you know they, now they're saying some foul shit mm. and, and being violent when really they need treatment in some type of way. But you know what I mean? Like it was just like mixed feelings. It was just you know. So I'm I'm interested. I wanted to poll the listeners and get folks to um, email us at hunguphod at gmail dot com. Yeah, and um, you can give us your name, or you can you know if you want to be anonymous, give us your real opinion mm. um, about how you feel about that. You know, is it justifiable? For a man to respond to a woman if she calls him a faggot in a physical manner. Mm. Why or why not? So, you want my input? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to <laughs> I'm just like, let the people to. talk. You okay? don't have to, but you can definitely... Well, I just don't believe in physical violence. I don't think that is necessary, you know, unless you are protecting yourself, right? Um, I don't... I, yeah, no... No, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And my response to that, whenever I've been called the F word, is, yeah, your daddy likes it. And that usually shuts people up. So I, we don't even need to get physical. Well, I mean, that okay. might shut them up or that might be fuel to the fire, well, depending on who you, what part of Philly you in. And, you know, I have the privilege of standing <laughs> at six foot, however, <laughs> and being big, right? So it kind of keeps people at bay. So I get that. 
I get that. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see what folks feel like. I, you know, I'm really, I don't like violence against women in general. Mm. And I don't even like to see women fight each other. Yeah. Um, you know, the videos and stuff that be filtering around on the interwebs and stuff like that. No, Sharkeisha! Fighting and stuff like I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Because similar sentiments to you. Like, I'm just... Not here for physical I'm not, violence. I'm not here for that. Um, there is a part of me at the same time that also recognizes that, you know, that is a, a very nasty word. And... Uh, Folks shouldn't be using it. And I can't speak for anyone but myself. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that, like, you go out here mouthing off how you want to to strangers. You make a stranger's reaction. There we go. That's that. Yeah, Yeah, girl! (laughs) (laughs) So, time for the check-in, right? I'm ready to check. Are you ready to check? Yeah. Would you like to go first? Um, Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Whichever. Not that I would like. I'm I'm here. However you want the show to flow. (laughs) Let it flow. Yes. Let it flow. (laughs) Wrong key, but it's okay. We're just going to keep it moving. Anyway... (laughs) Yes, this week. Um, so last week, it was kind of rough. This week, it was still rough, but I'm chugging along. And I just have to say, you know, I mentioned earlier that we have a lot to celebrate. I will just give this testimony. Do tell. Um, so at the top of my 27th year, I, well, at the top of every year, I write like a vision, right? For how I want the year to go. What are some things I want to accomplish? Da, 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 da. And I wrote one particular thing, and it was actually the number one thing that I wanted to happen for me. Um, And April turned into May, June, July, August, September, October, November, all the way to the next April. And that thing just did not come to fruition. And we are a handful of days away from my 28th birthday. Mm -hmm. And that thing came true. Mm -hmm. And it was more than what I even wrote in my little book and i'm just like in a space of such gratitude and oh, i just feel really good when yeah. you're glowing i am glowing you're smiling ear to ear yeah i am i am yeah see how that thing works and see you know you were having a rough time i before was all this came about and i remember telling a friend of mine who you know was going through some challenges and you know it seemed like one thing was kind of happening after the other mm-hmm. and i said listen you know when things are coming to a head that means you you own to something it it does and it does <laughs> and then <laughs> if you here. think back because you know a little bit more about this situation and it's just like not only was were things happening in my life that were kind of stressful but even in that arena like it was just like bullshit after bullshit after bullshit tears questioning like yeah. oh what am i doing you know right and everything just became clear in an hour and a half mm. yeah clarity. grateful clarity clear clear and filled crystal clear you can see clearly okay. now the rain is gone. gone okay there are no more obstacles in, in your my life. way okay i used to be scared of the dick <laughs> now i throw lips to the shit handle, handle it like, it a, like real a real bitch, bitch. yeah okay yeah proud of you baby thank you love. 
How are you? P. Ryan, I am here. I'm hella tired. Yes, you just came from Jetson, girl. Coming down. Okay. All the way from New Orleans. (laughs) Nola, baby. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, we didn't... Oh, my gosh. It didn't even click with me that you were going to New Orleans. How was the food? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you... (laughs) Tell me more. Did you have alligator? My mouth is just salivating and just thinking, no, I didn't have the alligator. Um, And, you know, I'm picky yeah especially like i don't eat pork you see and, me and other and things. i see you and see in nola they just like you what baby yeah because we got pork oh. we got all that you know so what i mean you didn't so, have no boudin what, what is that a boudin no what is that like little little balls and pork balls no I With a little pork. sauce no you don't yeah no. so i you know ate mostly seafood i had some amazing fried green tomatoes yes you did um i had desserts i had um what do they call it? Is it raised ribs? Braised? Braised. Yes. <laughs> braised ribs? And braised. Braised ribs that were just mouth-watering. I'm sure. Um, mm. I walked along the Mississippi River yeah. and just like kind of marveled at the waves. It just I, I just feel like the spirits of our ancestors still just out there. Well, you, everything in Nola is haunted. Like, everything. So, but it's because, like, the history, you guys. Like, the shit that happened there Mm. to our ancestors, right? It's a lot of bead throwing. It's a lot of drunken parties. It's a lot of things that go on in Nola, which are, it's it's fun. Like, trust me, I got my life. But there's such a rich history. I did a lot of, I had a lot of fun. But it's so much history in Nola, and I couldn't help but to, it's like I felt it. Mm. You know, it it didn't, it it wasn't long. I, I was only there for maybe a few hours and I was already just kind of like marveling at like yes. wow yes. <clears throat> I went with a co-worker well she she was there at the conference <laughs> but um, she was there with Bay, so you know they were kind of off doing their own thing mm. so I really got to be a loner which I love to be yeah. and explore the city on my own and on your own I'm glad local. you didn't get snatched up no I didn't get snatched up Amen. I'm covered by the grace and the blood hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't travel too far off the beaten path. path. All right. Um, but I, I did. I, I really, I, I walked around, you know, I was comfortable. I wouldn't go nowhere that I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. But I really enjoyed my time there. The food was great. Um, the culture, the music. Yeah. Um, the Superdome is so beautiful at night. Yes, it's yes, so gorgeous. What were you about? I felt like you were about to ask me something. I just have so many questions about the places that you went. Okay. Did you, you went to Bourbon Street? Yeah. Yes. Did yeah. you go to Frenchman Street? I didn't make it to Frenchman Street. So we got to go again. So That's fine. Oh, I'm definitely yeah, going Yeah, we got to go. There's Pride coming up in a few months. I don't know. How my coin's looking? With the- Not cute. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> I do want to go back though. Yes. Because I was there for work and so like seven, eight hours a day I was play. working. So in the rest of the time I was out. But I would really like to go and go to French Ministry. I would really like to um just dive a little further into the culture there. There's so many cute spots. Oh yeah. my goodness. So we'll just talk offline because this is a show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on for you? That was it. I'm here. Okay. And like, I have to like, so I told you that I rode the bull. So there was this bar that I stumbled yes, upon. Yes, you did. And How long did it you stay It was $5 and you could go twice. Oh. I stayed on for about 
40 seconds. Okay. 45 seconds, I okay. think. Like, you better write but, it like a cowgirl. But the thing think about it was like, I'm a, I'm a dude, so... What that mean? He was going hard from the beginning. Oh. Like, you know, women, you know, they get on. They get the easy. They get the easy because, you know, a lot of these guys want to, they nasty and they want to see it. You know, they want to do all this other stuff. A dude get on, they want to, like, yeah. they trying yeah. to throw you off, like, as soon as you get on. But I held on. Okay. I held on. Because, bitch, I'm nasty, too. Okay? <laughs> Here we go. You can ride it rough. <laughs> I don't have a lot of practice, per se, Riding in, in that arena you know maybe maybe a little tiny 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 bit but not not all what could he say i could teach you but i have to charge <laughs> oh so bitch had an experience and now she's i know that's right listen Click to that okay. that <laughs> i love it i love it I love it. Yes. So I'm here. I have a tennis match on Saturday. Oh, fun. And I need to, like, I rolled the ball. My fucking, my inner thighs yeah. are sore as hell. So I have between now and Saturday to get my act together. So I can get on You just be setting cool things up. Okay. Go. I know. I always do. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I know I always do. Um, but yeah. I just, we pray a stretch. I had a good time and I can't wait to go back to, to Nola. Oh, yes. So what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sorry. No, eat your bananas. <laughs> eat your nanners. So <clears throat> on on the train on, on the train on the airplane, I got back into my Jennifer Lewis book. Yes, uh, it's a slow process. That's fine. I'm getting through it though, and I like it that I have the ebook on my phone because I can just like kind of pick it up and go. And put it back down mm-hmm. as much as I need to, right? And not feel too guilty <laughs> about closing it up again. Mm-hmm. But it got to this part where she said something that like really like stuck with me, and I wanted to bring it to the show as a topic. She says, um, both both Grazzy and Will, these two people in her life that she was like talking about prior. Both Grazzy and Will became parental figures for me and were utterly compassionate and were utterly compassionate and gentle when I go off about one thing or another. The fact is, many parents don't or can't give you everything you need. Mm. Mine couldn't. So I went in search of substitutes. I often advise young people in this situation to understand that there are probably people around every corner who will take them under their wing and help them on their way but you have to ask and I really sat with that mm-hmm. and I really I didn't see that as a negative sure because I think people in general not just our parents but just people in general are only capable of so much when it comes to meeting our expectations as individuals and I think it's I think it's definitely a tougher pill to swallow when it's your parents mm. that we're talking about when it comes to this. Mm. But the fact still remains. You know, me with me, you know, my mom and dad, I would say absolutely provided me with the things that I needed and and provided me a found a foundation. Yeah. Right. There were other things like my sexuality that I don't think they knew, and I definitely didn't, how to really navigate it. Mm. 
right? Mm. At no fault of their own, you know, they still did the best that they could do, right? With the tools and the resources that they had at their fingertips. Like I said before, the fact still remains, right? So, like, did that fulfill me? No. Mm. You know what I mean? So I had to deal with that growing up and into into childhood um, because there was still something that I needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts on our relationships with our parents um, and feel free to speak about your own Mm -hmm. and how that I I always want to I almost want to say like pedagogy (laughs) differs like amongst you know so many different families and tribes and depending on your parents no one can predict how their child is going to come into this world. Yeah. Right? You just kind of... And whether or not they're able to deal with it. Come into this world as you are as an individual and whether or not they're going to be able to deal with everything that you need. Yeah. Right? That's a reality. Yeah. So, like, what are your thoughts about all of that? And J. Lewis's... Mother, J. Lewis's quote, if you want to. Yeah, different (laughs) things. So, in general... I think it varies case by case, right? So some parents will be able to deal with however their child comes into this world. Some parents have expectations of how their child will come into this world and have a hard time dealing with those expectations being challenged in any way, shape, or form. With Jennifer, um, with Miss, excuse me, because she's worked too hard to be called Jennifer. (laughs) For mother or auntie, Jennifer Lewis, um, her having to find people outside of her parents to 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 kind of be what she needed um resonated with me but i don't think it's because my parents couldn't be what i needed i think and this goes back to the apology episode mm-hmm. i think this go this it, it's because i did not allow them the opportunity to be what i needed mm-hmm. i was just like oh this is my family this is my assumption of how they will react to what i bring to the table so let me just put up a wall and so since that apology episode or since that era of apology and like allowing them to really see the fullness of me i realized that they are fully equipped to deal with every bit of me and are willing to do so. And so I kind of shot myself on the foot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I'm, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful to have them. I am glad for their ability. Um, in the moment of putting up that wall, though, I will say that I did find other people who embrace me just like I found out my parents could. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And with that, I want to acknowledge that, you know, some parents are just not equipped, right? Yeah. Some parents are maybe incarcerated or maybe, you know, dealing with some challenges, Mm -hmm. drug abuse, drug addiction, um, homelessness, what what have you, you know, all these different things. And we we recognize that um, sometimes parents struggle. And and that brings me back to an episode of Ayala that I was watching recently, Mm -hmm. where Ayala was reuniting the children with her mother yeah. your mama was a crackhead yeah yeah that episode was like so i think it was a two-part episode yeah it was like really powerful because what those kids went through was like unspeakable wild like, my heart was, I was the one the one guy who had was it epilepsy and he would like could not even respond oh like trauma is real and it manifests itself in, in in a physical way you know what i mean and so like I want you. You mentioned something about 
now that I've I said that, I kind of wanted to like make that disclaimer, right? Some parents are just not. But in in many cases, or some cases, they are. And I think you said something about like being able to. You're not being able to speak to it, and kind of like create this space or opportunity to, for them to kind of come in, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to like talk about that a little bit, um, because in in the quote, she made the disclaimer that you have to speak and, and, and tell the people right how it is that they can be better fit role models in your life mm. whether it be your and I and for me I translated that to you know whether it be your parents because like you in a in a, in a way you know it's not that I couldn't you know and maybe maybe there were some times when I couldn't but you know there was the shame Mm-hmm. There were, you know, there was the the, you know, the self loathing and sure. not wanting to be gay and mm-hmm. what is this identity and I hate Christianity and you know all and, and my family doesn't understand me all these things that yeah. I was processing from a kid to a teenager and and that is what ultimately built that wall up, you know, to make me just feel like okay, well, my parents don't understand me in this way. So they can't offer me anything. Yeah. When in reality, that could be the furthest thing from the truth. Now, it may not mean that I'm going to get everything from them that I need, but I don't think that's how God kind of constructed this world, that you get everything from one person. Sure. I think he puts multiple people in our lives for a reason, for that reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So... I really like the part when she said you have to speak it. So, you know, whether it be our parents or, you know, for the sake of this conversation, if there are role models in our lives that are serving in those roles or filling in those gaps that, or people that we desire to fill those gaps and to, and to be role models, that it is important that we tell them that. Yeah. And also speak what you need, right? Mm-hmm. So whether, and what I love, what you were kind of inching towards is that, yes, our parents may have had the capabilities despite whatever we were dealing with, right? But they didn't have the instruction manual, right? right? right. They don't know what we need until we say, hey, my needs are X, Y, and Z, yeah. right? We found out that they were able to meet them. Great. But at the same time, to your point, we have to speak those needs. We have to speak what 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 we require to kind of keep us going and to help us feel whole from yeah. those who were assigned to nurture us. And when you speak those needs, you find out what people can actually do. Do. Hello. <laughs> so then you know how to move accordingly mm-hmm. and not, you know, because... You know, I feel like sometimes we get into this cycle of setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. And it wipes right. away so much assumption. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to assume, oh, you might be able to meet my needs. You can't. It, it becomes clear. It becomes clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to take a moment to, if we could just, you know, off the, I like how you said last week, off the dome. Off the dome. <laughs> Very Philly. I'm a Philly bird. <laughs> Maybe just, you know, I wanted to know, I I definitely have a few people in mind um, that just played a really important role in my life, Mm. Um, if not um, helped fill a space or an area where, you know, maybe like, because like, come on, like, to be honest, like my dad was not too big on hugging and kissing and (laughs) holding me and telling me that everything was going to be all right you know what i mean yeah but i might have i was able 
to sometimes get that from other people. So sure. if I can start, I'll just I wanted to mention um, growing up next door to me was an older lady. Her name was Mrs. Barbara Thompson. And she was like a senior citizen. Like yes. she was an older lady. Yes, the she name says it all. Auntie, yes. <laughs> like would still go to the salon to get her hair done every week. Yes. White lady. And okay. she really became like a grandma. Like she would get on me if I got in trouble. She wanted to see my report card. She expected greatness out of me. Mm-hmm. She taught me how to play cards. She made dinner for me. I would go and sometimes just like sit with her and like watch TV. And she just really, it was just that extra layer of accountability because my grandmother wasn't in my life necessarily in that way. I knew who she was, you know what I mean? But I didn't have a close relationship with her. But my neighbor, you know, who was a stranger at one point, she really, um, I respected her, Mm. you know, because when I would get in, like she would yell at me about stuff. If I would get in trouble, like I felt that because I would, I would cry or I would feel embarrassed or shameful, you know, as a kid. So it was like, I had that level of respect for her, even though, like I said, she was a stranger at one point. She ended up filling the space, you know, and even as a kid, like I may not have like, I didn't know that at the time, but Mm -hmm. definitely now, like looking back on it, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely have to shout out my mother and father, my mother and dad, (laughs) my mother and father. Um, You know, we talked about the walls that I kind of put up throughout my years, thinking that they could not manage everything that I brought to the table, but they really could Mm -hmm. they weren't perfect by any means we definitely had some blow-ups throughout these years but they've just always been there and i feel like just like miss barb was to you they kind of were those things to me right holding me accountable supporting me even when i thought they weren't um even now that i'm moving into this weird stage of like real adulthood they're, they're, they always had such like a willingness to to learn and understand me, yeah. right? And whenever there were rifts, they really were because I created them. And so, shout yeah. out to the young thugs. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. They're Jamaican subs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to, you know, give respect to my dad as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, the truth of my story is, is that my biological mother had a drug addiction and she could not take care of me yeah. and my brother and my sister. Yeah. So at two years old, my father came and rescued us out of a crazy situation. Um, and he ended up taking me on full time. Mother, mother, brother, my other sister went to um, other households, but he ended up taking me on full time. And <laughs> the rest is history, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I watched him, a, a high school dropout, mm-hmm. build a business from the ground up to support us as a family mm-hmm. and buy our first home. He made sure I went to school, he made sure I had clothes on my back, I was never hungry. Um, besides work, I was always with my father. He never left me anywhere over anyone's house. He took me everywhere with him. And which sometimes may not have always been the greatest thing because my father still did very grown things. Like he was a single dad, like back in the early nineties. And you know what I mean? Oh, he was busting his out. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I just like, really give respect to, yes. to him. Yes. Daddy Cole. I, I, I don't. I will never know what it's like to you know be my dad and to be raising me because mm. <laughs> I'm sure you know what I mean like he sounds like a major he sweetheart. went through you know something you know dad can you know he's <laughs> I can't wait to meet him he, he has his ways you know what I mean where he can definitely be um, a big old teddy bear yeah but he does not play no games like he's stubborn as a goat um, he is a, a true Leo <laughs> um, you cannot tell him anything yeah and um but yeah, I, I definitely have to yeah absolutely say that he's he's a role model. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, Gabrielle Union and Twinway. Yes, their, their son. son. Mm. And my father didn't come out caping for me in that kind of way, but yeah. he definitely had your back, had my back, and didn't like throw me away into the closet and be embarrassed about me and didn't take me anywhere you know what mm. I mean like okay. yeah. yeah yes anybody else the last person that I have I don't mm. know if this is one that we share mm-hmm. um Uncle Daryl and Uncle James mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. I, I would say when the walls were up with my parents these are people who I ran to and formed such a, a strong relationship with yeah. um Mm. And I just appreciate the mess out of them. Yeah. I really do. I love them. Mm-hmm. They've definitely been. We've mentioned them before on the show several times. Yeah. Um, that they've probably been father figures to a couple of us. Yeah. <laughs> and not only they're like there's examples of so much. They're examples of what it is to to have a secure mm-hmm. life. They're mm-hmm. examples of what it is to have a secure partner. Yeah. They're examples yeah. of what it is to be confident, yet quiet. They're examples of what it is to... Be a bad bitch. To be a bad bitch. Okay? And you know if we said that in front of them, they'd be like, oh, a what? <laughs> but... Daryl would be like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's such strong examples. Yeah. And I feel like to ex- to, to be exposed to them or to have them... Especially. Yeah. Yeah. To have them take you under their wings is such a privilege yeah. that not a lot of people get to experience. Some people try really hard and they're just like, <laughs> God bless they <laughs> they're, they're examples of what it is to throw classy shade. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate them so much. I yeah, really do. I, do I love them. I love them too. I mm. really do. So yeah, much. We both feel the same way about so them. So grateful for them. I'll say for my last shout out is, um, the different women in my life. Yes. Because my dad was, uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Okay. <laughs> and, um, nah, dad just, he, yeah, he had women in his life. Mm. And these women meant something to me. And not all of them, but there are a few of them that, you know, I definitely have sustained relationships even to this day. And I really appreciate them. And, you know, there have been times where I've wondered, like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you just wonder why circumstances yeah. come to be what they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you got to do less worrying and just be grateful. You know, and I, and I really am grateful to um, the few women that, you know, have been in my life. And even though I'm not their biological son have always treated me mm. like I was and have, you know, had my back in, you know, so many different ways. Uh, I wouldn't have made it to Morgan State 
as an undergrad, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, one of the ladies. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, while we're on the topic of role models, I wanted to ask you, because this is a common question, especially on the interwebs. Do you feel that celebrities, singers, actors, and what have you are inherently role models, whether they outwardly declare that or not? Um, and, you know, are there any that you see as role models? How do you, what do you feel about that? I think society tries to position celebrities as role models, but they didn't sign up for that. They signed up to be celebrities, right? Which are just people who have fame and possibly fortune, because, you know, some celebrities don't, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Do I... What was that second part? Do, do I have any celebrities that are role models for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if it's me approaching 28. In the past, I would say, yeah. I would say, yes, this person's work ethic, this person's family, this person's money, this person's career tra- trajectory is totally like what I want for my life. But right now, I'm sitting in the words of Jordan Woods. I don't want your situation. I'm my own role model. Hello? It's been, it's been fabulous being my own role model. I, I've spent 27, <laughs> almost 28 years living my own life and not following these people's paths, right? Their path seems amazing. Seem amazing. Yeah. If that even works for them, because we don't get the full picture. We don't. Hello. So while hello. we're <laughs> saying, oh, this is great. This package is great. You only have half the package. Yeah, so you're not going to model my roles. Okay. I'll model my own. I agree. I don't. I think they they sign up to be singers or actors or whatever it yeah. is that they and like they're still people mm-hmm. and, and and it's interesting how folks come at them you know when they make mistakes or have challenges or, or they're living their make lives. bad decisions or say or say bad things it's like if there was a camera on you twenty four seven you would be just like the rest getting called out for every Listen, little thing that you do I'm say. glad there isn't we praise God for His blessings but sometimes hey you never know yeah. <laughs> but um I don't I don't see any for myself as a role model. I don't see any for me. But I would say someone who kind of reminds me just in general as a role model would mm. be someone like Will Smith. Mm. Someone who is just, you know, charismatic and positive and you know, can bring people together and can just bless the people. Yeah. I think he is a special man. So, I, if there is anyone, you know, I would say it would be definitely him. Okay. <laughs> we love a Will Smith. Okay. Men in Black. Yes. So, for my final thought, I just wanted to express to the listeners that there's nothing wrong seeking that support outside of our initial relationship like our um not our initial but our uh, immediate immediate Mm -hmm. relationships with our family members um you know and just speaking with different people and even like in personal experiences of my own you know we get really frustrated with our family right it happens about what they're doing and what they're not doing and sometimes you have to like we said declare what it is you need and when folks are not able to meet those requirements you got to move accordingly Right, and not get frustrated over the things that you can't change. And that's what? 
okay. <laughs> and, you know, also trust that your parents may have had that type of support and mentorship in their life at some point, too. So don't feel bad I don't mind about having um, older folks in your life mm-hmm. who, you know, kind of fill those gaps or give you that extra support where you need. Especially as POCs, mm-hmm. right? People of color and or black folk. What is our mantra? It takes a village, right? Yeah. Find your village. A safe one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, speak the things you need into existence. You know, that was my testimony here a few weeks ago uh, with me going through, um, you know, promotion at work and things like that. And here you are (laughs) speaking the same thing. So, in 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 Jennifer Lewis um, echoed those sentiments in her book. You know, we got to speak the things into existence that we want, Mm -hmm. and and let the people know and communicate your needs to folks. And I've never done that. I've never said to someone, "Yo, I would like you to be my role model." Mm. It's kind of weird, you know, but I think you know there's a way you can finesse that and communicate. What your needs are, mm-hmm. and get that extra support. Agreed. Any final thoughts? No, I love what you said. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick little break. Yes, we are. And then we will be right back. back. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey guys, so we're back. Yes, it is that time of the show. Yes. P. Ryan, are you hung up? Are you hanging up? Oh, Ooh, am I supposed to go first? Child. No, I, I can't. I, I, can. so I am hung up. <laughs> I am hung just up. Put you on the spot. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm hung up on Beyonce. She's releasing her homecoming um, Coachella docu series in the next couple days, yeah. and take that reminded back. I'm hung up on me because my birthday's in the next couple days. Okay, sure so I'm hung up on two things. <laughs> Know your girl. Celebrating you and Bay. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah, I'm 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 happy about the you know the Bay Chella, but I want an album. I want an album. Mm. It's coming. It's coming. It's on the way. I am hung up on we talked about role models for the topic. I'm hung up on all the role models because yes. listen, you're a role model. I'm a role model. We're Ooh. all role models. Am I? Whether it be on the job, in different organizations, in your household, in your communities, in your classrooms, all of that. Many of us are playing role model positions. It may not be full time. It may not be half time. It might be quarter time. But many of us are playing uh, role models in many different ways on different levels. And so... Don't always feel that pressure to, quote-unquote, have to perform. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. We're all human. So sometimes you may need to have your moment. You need to have your day. You know what I mean? Don't always feel like you got to put on that front. But I just want to say shout-out to everybody that's doing something. Yes. And got folks looking after them. Yes. <laughs> or looking on to them is what I meant. Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is another the episode show. of the Hung Up Podcast. Yes. As always, it's your girl P Ryan. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y A N. I'm Eric. Find me on Instagram and Twitter 
at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H U N G U P P O D and on Facebook at facebook.com slash hung up pod. Yes, we would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget, I gave you guys a listener question. We'd love to hear your feedback. Send it to hunguppod at gmail.com. And the question was, mm-hmm. what was it? The question what was, was it? It? <laughs> the question was, is it justifiable for a man to, to put throw his hands, hands mm-hmm. on another person, whether it be another man or a woman mm-hmm. who uses the F word Mercy. against them. Mercy. Send it to hunguphot at gmail.com. Yes, and as always, love bugs. Send your readings, reviews, comments. Thank you so much for the ones you've sent. Keep them coming. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a man. A real man. Yes. And not some drunken, down, mm-hmm. broken, flaccid. Who make a documentary with you, <laughs> if you know what I mean. All right. Okay? How many of us have been there? little cameo at home. Uh, Bye, babies. (laughs) Peace out, y'all.